Hello, everyone, and welcome to Pucks on the Dasher, a hockey podcast. I'm your host, Adam Glass, and with me this week as co-host, Tyler Hepner. Hey. He's back. I'm back. Hit I'm me, back. Tyler. Uh, do you want to talk about, is it too soon for us to talk about Mandalorian on the podcast? Or mm, I mean, it's Sunday, so it's probably okay. The last last episode was very good. Very good. Yeah, it's been a, a, a lot of people have been uh, disappointed so far, but I think the bar is very high in that sense. So I thought it was. A, I, th- I thought it's been a good season so far, and the last episode was real good. The Star Wars bar has been lowered so low for me over the yeah. years that even competent television is fine. Agreed. Like I, I was literally like, oh, all the new stuff I guess will be good, and then I saw like an episode of that Obi Wan thing, and I was like, oh, okay, no, I was wrong. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I'm not. I, I, I'm a fan, uh, but like, I'm okay with saying like I hated that, like Obi Wan. I was like, this is trash. Yeah, I <laughs> I'm not gonna watch this anymore. It. Yeah. Uh, all right. Will you watch Ahsoka? I'll pro- I mean, I'll give it. A, I'll give it a few episodes. Yeah, for sure. Just to see what it's like. Yeah, I I feel like that's, I'm pretty consistent with that. I might. I know I've watched. Pardon? So I'm getting a little burnt out with it, you know? Yeah, just on Star Wars or Mandalorian? Yeah, just Star Wars in general. Right. Well, burnout's a real thing, you know? There's, I like the the fact that there is even comic book stuff, period, that I don't keep up with movie wise now is pretty, yeah. like, insane given what it was like when I grew up. Yeah. Um, but hey, it is what it is. It'll be video games next. And I don't know if I really care about necessarily. For sure. I, I don't know that somebody did. I saw on Twitter somebody pitching the idea of like a live action Metroid movie and getting like, you know, Ridley Scott to direct it and make it like an aliens movie. And I was like, OK, that would be. I'm surprised it hasn't been done yet, to be honest. Nintendo's pretty not open to sharing property a lot. Just did a Super Mario movie, though. Well, that's what I mean. So they are starting to open up and then they let. uh Oh, who was it? Ubisoft make like that one Mario versus Rabbids game that had Mario shooting mm-hmm. a gun. So, I mean, they're getting a little more opened. And I mean, that Mario movie apparently is making like buttloads of money. So. Yeah, apparently it's very well received. I intend to take my son to it um, at some point in the next couple of weeks for sure. My son said he liked it. I have not seen it yet. Yeah. Uh, okay. So no real fantasy hockey talk this week. Um, Thank God. What's fantasy hockey? I I guess congratulations to everyone that won. You suck. Okay, moving on. Uh, what? I didn't win. Why would I congrat? Like, you <laughs> can't be like a wholehearted congrat. Like, why would I? No, I agree. That's why I, I just didn't uh, just uh, pretend like it didn't happen. Losers are supposed to be hard, right? On the fantasy baseball. Be, uh, for you. Yep. That you I'm, get an off season. I, I'm off now. I get my fantasy <laughs> off season. <laughs> Nice. Yeah. There's no sleep for me. That's for no, sure. I don't. Yeah. You do football too. See, I don't football, even. I, yeah. I'm I all do, year round. One sport fantasy. Yeah. It's a problem. I can't do. I can't imagine setting lineups all summer. Like that would just. No. No. I like the mind break. You just. Uh, I mean, you don't have to like make ad drops as much in baseball. It's just setting, making. You check in at around 12. Like noon east, like noon eastern, basically. Ugh, yeah, but and they just, have like random day games through the week and shit. Yeah, but nothing like, starts earlier than one. 
I know, but if you forget one day and it's like two o'clock yeah, in the I afternoon, I mean, it becomes a part of your routine. Like when I eat lunch, I chose. That's just how it is. Gross. You get to eat lunch at the same time every day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's nice. Yeah. I'm, uh, my body's on a, a clock. And if I go off, if I go off routine, uh, I get a little cranky. Wow. So yeah. do you like poop at the same time every day too? Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, if you want to get into, uh, get into that level of detail, I think like, it's I feel important like to have consistent. You got to be open with your poop talk. It's important. A lot of people don't talk about poop talk enough. Poop, poop talk sounds like a, a really dark rabbit hole on TikTok. You can learn a lot from your body by your poop, Tyler. Did you know that? No, I'm good, actually. I'm good should, with this whole there's, conversation. This there's is definitely a poop part of TikTok. There's a poop talk. A hundred percent. There's probably a poop part of OnlyFans, too, and that's probably a lot. Oh. Yeah, I don't want to be there. It's probably a lot different might make more money though i don't know whatever floats your boat i guess speaking of making money tyler we have some signings to talk about oh shit wow look at that transition from only only fans scat videos to signings wow. there we go. look at you look at me go i'm back i'm back baby just in time for the playoffs <laughs> oh god this is playoff adam right now uh playoff adam could be very sad in like a week so <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so we'll get through the little small ones first quickly. Generic, 31-year-old Jared Tenorti, $1.25 million for the Blackhawks just so they can have somebody to play next year. Fine, whatever. Sweet. He probably shouldn't be in the NHL anymore, but he keeps getting contracts. I mean, sure. I mean, I think he's a capable, like, 7th or 8th D-man, for sure. I guess. They do need players. Okay, and then the Predators signed two 28-year-olds. To 700, well, identical 775,000 million dollar contracts for one year. That's Kiefer Sherwood and Michael McCarron. Nice. I do want to just quickly mention I know we don't talk about two way deals. No, we don't. Often. So we shouldn't do it. Drew Camesso, goaltender, just signed with Chicago for his three year entry level deal. Uh, potential future starter for Chicago. He's uh, pretty, pretty solid. At least he was in, in, uh, in the NCAA, um, so it's someone to just keep an eye on if you're if you're interested in the Blackhawks for whatever reason. But they he's 20 and uh, he's pretty young to be signing an NHL deal. So it'll be interesting to see if they give him any runway next year or if he's just going to be in the NHL. Well, I mean Spencer Knight played early and it seemed to work out, right? <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, but like there you could name you know a bunch of other goalies that. Oh have, yeah, like, Carey Price played super early, right? But he was he was one of the best goalies in the world. I mean, I don't think you can link. I think that's a bit of a stretch. Every every one individual has. No, their I'm own. saying it is possible. Yeah, and Carter Hart. And Carter Hart played early Hellebuck in that. Was pretty went young really when well. he started too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Hellebuck was out of college, still. I think, right? Yeah. So there is a there is runway for him to, you know, potentially do something, Just something okay. to keep an eye on. So one multi-year deal to talk about, and that's 30-year-old mm-hmm. Freddie Gaudreau. Unfortunately, not Freddie Goche. <sighs> Uh, signed a five-year, $2.1 million contract with the Minnesota Wild. And I I think this breaks all of our rules, Tyler. Uh, except for the high salary number, but yes. Okay, yeah, it's not necessarily a high salary, but it's too many years for too old. And For a bottom six. For a guy that is sent, you would hope as a center or even a winger is it at most a third-line player. But I mean, it is... It's cost certainty, I guess. Like they kind of need that for the next. Uh, let me see, one, two, three years at minimum. Um, 
just with all the buyout money and stuff like that, it's nice to know you have a guy who seems to be well-liked in the organization. But, yeah, apparently he's good at shootouts. That's what I have garnered. But, like, if he hit the open market, is he getting more than that? Uh, I like, giving, see, okay, I, so. Like, yeah, so I would say, yeah, probably. Like, right, like, giving a player like this five years means that they probably gave him more years to bring his AAV down, correct? Yes. Yeah. Generally, that's how it works. So is so if Freddie Gautreaux was a UFA this summer, is he getting like three point five million? No, I think it would be more closer to three. You, do like two point seven. Do you remember the the deals that were handed out the last couple of years? Those three by threes that made no sense. Yeah, he's a prime. Well, yeah. He would be a prime that's, candidate to get a three. Yeah, but three. honestly, Tyler, if they signed him by a three by three, it wouldn't bother me as much. Well, they can't. That that extra million. I know. Almost, I get it. They but... can't. They can't stomach that because they have the huge buyout money happening. It's just, I don't know. It's just so weird. But even, okay. So let's assume they have to give him this contract to keep him. Is there not a guy that you could find out there for cheaper than younger that would fill the same role that he does? Um, I mean, he's, a, he, he, I'll try and justify it, I guess. He is a big body center um, and a, a cheaper, younger player of that size doesn't necessarily always translate um, to be like what they need him to be. I would think they would have hoped that Sam Steele would have been that, but that's that, that experiment's gone horribly and Greenway and all of these guys that Minnesota has brought in that just suck, right? Like they just, they consistently bring in middle six forwards. Like I, I think the only real success stories you have of them actually bringing in guys that are, that are maybe not like, home run blue chippers like Kaprizov is like who Joel Erickson Eck like he had a little bit of draft capital but like pretty much everyone else on this roster is just like okay Ryan Hartman Hartman was a good pull for them but yeah that was more found goal like he's not going to be like a game changer or anything right? yeah and Boldy had pretty significant I think he was a first rounder I'm pretty sure he was a middle middle of yeah, the first round guy which is good he's developed well and that and all the best to him and and them um but like they just don't, they just don't bring in guys who move the needle, right? Like Nyquist, Gus Nyquist plays <laughs> on this team right now, and Oscar Stunkvist plays on this team right now. Uh, like there is, they're gonna gonna be in a weird spot next year. And the more I, and I was very heavily invested in them in fantasy this year. I just, I'm concerned, and I'm very interested to see what they do with Philip Gustafson this offseason. He's a pending RFA, and he just had, like probably the best season he could have had. He was like first and or, first or second only to Allmark in a lot of key statistics for a goaltender this season. So it'll be interesting to see what kind of raise he expects. Well, and did he just have the best season he will ever have? He was pretty highly touted. I would, he was, for I mean, sure. I'd, he could have figured I'd, it I'd out. I trust him. Uh, okay, we have a kind of a technical signing. It's going to be a quick thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the Chicago Blackhawks announced that they will not be re-signing Captain Jonathan Taze at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. I wanted to honor his career um, and his all of his accomplishments by doing exactly what he did for Kyle Beach, which is say nothing, and wow. we're just going to move on. So, okay. fuck that guy. Bye. <laughs> Don't care. Get out of here. Sucks that you're whatever going through your shit, but come on, buddy, get out of here. I really hope nobody signs them, and this is just it. 
Can oh, we... you know someone's going to sign him. I know, but I don't want it. <laughs> Imagine if it's the Leafs, so one by one. Oh, don't do that. Boy. No, Riley's coming back. Don't do that to me. Oh, boy. O'Reilly oh, well, you would much... rather the guy who drinks and drives? Yeah, that, that makes sense. Sure. Yeah, because at least he knows where Tim Hortons is. <laughs> <laughs> he knows how to get somewhere. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, best of both uh... worlds, I guess. It is weird that hasn't been brought up since he came to like that. It I absolutely like, has on Twitter. Yeah, it's like even, memes and stuff. Yeah, but no, like, no national broadcast is going to do that. They would absolutely get roasted for it because all the least fans <laughs> would be pissed. My shiny new toy has problems. Oh no! Yeah, imagine but, that if somebody's interviewing them and then they're just like, like hey, Tim Hortons for." <laughs> do you remember that? <laughs> do you uh, remember that? <laughs> yeah, it's like that Chris Farley sketch. Hey, remember yeah. that? Yeah, remember yeah. That, do, remember, do that remember that time when you drove with your <laughs> Tim Hortons and you were hey, remember that time you used to be a, mad, a huge piece of shit. <laughs> and you committed a committed a felony. Um, <laughs> I mean, he really just wanted it to end it. Yeah, maybe. Okay, we have some firings to talk about before we get mm. to our playoff preview. Black Friday has happened. Black uh, Tyler, this is hockey. This is no blackness going on here. These are all white people that got fired. Relax. That's what they call the Friday <laughs> after the season, and it's called Black Friday. I know. Fired. Uh, I just think in the context yeah. of hockey, calling it that is really funny. Uh, Mike Greer, thankfully, still has his job, so we don't have to call it that for now. For now, yeah. Uh, okay, so do you want to start in Pittsburgh? I guess Burke and Hexall both gone. Yeah, and the AGM who apparently convinced them to trade for Grandland, as I read. I also read that he just stopped showing up to the office like a week ago. The AGM? The AGM just stopped showing up. Oh, because he knew it was coming. Yeah, uh, which is kind of funny to hear. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I guess I'm not showing up anymore. (laughs) I mean, going through through the awkwardness of being the dead man walking every day, I I guess. But you gotta, I mean... That doesn't really send a great message um, for future job security, but Tyler, I don't think he obviously cares. So maybe, yeah. Well, obviously not, but yeah, pretty big firing. And they were only hired two years ago, which is a pretty short runway. <laughs> that shows you how well they did, right? I, yeah, I, I mean, they just missed the playoffs and they made it last year, so. Yeah, and I'm they not gonna say they did a good job. They made. They got beat in the first play. round, though. Like that's not what this team's supposed yeah, to. Yeah, and like Jeff they're supposed Petrie, to go deep. Jeff Preachery has looked really bad, and Mike Matheson's looked really good in Montreal. Like that's been a horrible deal. The Grandland deal's really bad as well too. It's they, uh, they re-signed Kapanen and then had to put him on waivers because he isn't good. So, yeah, I mean, it's tough. Like, I, I'm interested to see what they're gonna do. I didn't look through it. I thought about it, but I just didn't have the time. But I was gonna look through every move that Hexall made to see if there was one that I could justify. <laughs> Oh God! Because like the only one, like okay, Malkin, the Malkin and Latang bring backs, like whatever, like that doesn't necessarily, like I get why you had to do that, mm-hmm. but there was so much other stuff that he did that none of it made sense and none of it worked out and it was all bad. Yeah, that I mean, I'm just looking at the cap friendly page now. Um, Gensel's gonna be up after next season. And then you've got Brian Russ signed to Eternity, and he's 30, and he looked horrible this year. Granlin signed for another year after next year, so two more years essentially. Raquel signed till the end of time as well. At a fi- and all yeah. these guys make five million, five yeah. million, five million, five million. Like it, uh, it just kills your depth, right? 
Um, and then they've got Jeff Carter for another season at three mil, which, I mean, thank God they took that deal from the Kings in hindsight. But well, that's a new a no. He's on a new deal now, though. Oh, is that a, oh yeah, they signed him to that. They signed him. Year. Oh, because yeah. they kept they protected him over fucking Jared McCann. I remember. I remember. Yeah, that man. They made a lot of really stupid moves. Like, can you imagine thinking about that now? What kind of like the biggest problem with Pittsburgh this year was the bottom six. Like they yeah. had nothing down there, and imagine having Jared McCann on that team on the third line or something. Yeah, I, I just this team's gonna have a super interesting offseason because you know that they're not gonna rebuild. They're like they are exactly like the Washington Capitals. They're just gonna retool in a different way and try and just continue to bash their heads against the wall until Crosby and Malkin and Latang are gone. I mean, but uh, at least that's a strategy. Sure. I, what do you do with goaltending? You are you letting you Tristan if Jari you bring walk? back either of those people, you look at yourself in the mirror and just say you're a fucking idiot. Well, dismiss sign for another year, and he's that's like, fine. You have to bring him back, but if you re-sign Jari, that that's just insane. Don't do that to yourself. Hmm. Don't do it. Trade for Vejmelka or like see what's out there. Like, don't. There's no way. Do you he's blame Tristan Jari knowing how bad this defensive core is? Yeah, like, but I don't. Here, I let me, also let me read the okay. names. You tell me no. if this is a good defense goal. <laughs> I, I know it's bad. Okay, I know they're it's awful. really bad. Uh, but but you can't just keep bringing back the same fucking guys every year. You can't. You can't bring back Jari as your starter and be like, well, I this agree. will be different. Like, what? Well, how is it going to be different? But you're just saying, you're saying can't bring back the same guys. But Yeah, but you, like, so what I'm saying that, is like, Jari's going to ask for X amount of money. Your biggest yeah. problem right now is you have no cap space because you signed all these mid players for max mm-hmm. money. So you got to find a cheaper goaltending solution so you can spend money on your defense so you can actually try to get better there. And then hopefully your downgrading goaltending won't matter as much. Or maybe you dismiss the guy now. Who the fuck knows? They've got, they've got, what I think is going to happen is they've got. Like, they got to bail off. money out. Well, no, they got six, seven, eight, nine, ten million coming off the cap this year between um, Zucker and um, Brian Dumoulin. And then another 1.1 from Kulikov. I think you just let all three of those guys walk, and then you Zucker and, actually looked good, but yeah, I, I don't care. Resign. You let him go. You, yeah, you yeah. don't. You don't sign a 31 year old who just had a, a his first good season in a long time um, back on the team. I think you just let all three of them walk. I'd bring back Jari um, on a reasonable deal, and hopefully he. Would, I, I don't think he's going to have a lot of leverage on the open market to be like, hey, I want, uh, I want a four by four. Or a four by five or something like that. Because he's only twenty seven. If you can get him back on like a two year deal at around the same money he's making now, maybe a you know, maybe give him a two uh, you know, a five hundred thousand dollar raise, get him up to four mil. Yeah. I think you do that and then you spread the twelve to thirteen million that you're getting off the cap across the entire team by just bringing in good quality players, not just one or two really good players. You've got to have like a third and fourth line that's gonna actually do something and like move the needle. And that's the problem is they don't right now. That should be, if you are uh, at least a reasonable general manager, reforming the bottom six of a team to make it better than the average team's bottom six should be relatively easy to do if you know what you're doing. You know what I mean? Because other teams just like send guys off for no reason that are actually solid. Yes, 100%. Like that, and and you like, and even getting guys signed for maybe cheaper, like you're you're coming to play on a team with Crosby and Malkin, like that should yeah. still be able to be a pitch to people. You know what I mean? 
Like you're clearly not coming to a team that's going to rebuild on you out of nowhere or anything like that. Yeah. And they've got a couple like half decent, um, like prospects in the, and I think you just kind of have to play them. You know what I mean? Like Samuel Poulin's a guy we've, we've heard about for a while. I think he's been hurt most of this year, but like, I think you're just going to have to toss, toss him in next yeah. year. Same with Philip Hallander. I know you, you're familiar with that name being that he's been passed around between the Leafs and he's and nothing. Fans. What are we even doing here? But I mean, he had a decent year in the AHL and, and Ty Smith, you're going to have to bring up Ty Smith and you're going to have to play him. Well, their problem, they could, the reason they had to bury him this year was because they didn't have the fucking cap space on the team because yeah. they made all these terrible moves and signings. Like it yeah. was so dumb, but like, you're going to have room there now. Um, but they, again, they've got some, they've got six guys signed for next year already on the back end. So I don't know if you're trading. I don't know if you can get out from any any of these guys. Like maybe Jan Ruta, but do you like? Do you want to? Maybe. You gotta. Yeah, I don't know. Like to me, you gotta just use your picks to eat, get people to eat contracts for you. Like this. There's... This is a prime destination for Jonathan Taves. <laughs> oh. Line center. Uh, you can play him with Jeff Carter. There's a lot of like, they could be the slowest line in all of hockey in Canada vibes between him and Crosby and Latang and and Carter. um, He's going to go to a team that has another, he's, it's either going to be that or like Colorado. Like he's going to go somewhere that has like he where he's like not important at all to the team. I don't want him going anywhere. (laughs) I want it to be over playoffs this right now. Definitely. Or the Pens. (laughs) that's that's what i'm saying but anyways we were probably lingered too long on these guys it's fine uh who else got fired well technically well brad larson got fired yep you know who that uh, is that makes sense yep the coach of the columbus (laughs) do you know who that is the coach of the columbus (laughs) blue jackets yes which is probably a good firing considering they have not been good and i think there is a framework of a good team somewhere within what you're currently seeing but like the same argument that you made with Jari in defense, like he had literally the worst starting goaltender in the entire NHL on the yeah. team this year. And, and this I, was his I, second I like season to in Columbus. Back, like, I'll, be buying, I'll be buying low on him on Elvis next year. hundred uh, percent. Yeah. If there's any team that if they got like, you know, Columbus is poised to ideally get one of those top three picks. If yeah. they ended up getting, this is the team I want to see get, to get Bedard personally. Yeah. That would be really cool. Uh, the team that I want to see it, him go there. Uh, and they're okay. going to have money to spend too, I think. Pardon? They're going to have some money to spend next year. They get $19 million in projected cap, cap space. Yeah, and they want to win too. Like They want to turn around. They don't want to like be a bottom team again. They're just they being need, like, bad luck season. Everything went wrong. And they need like three D men. <laughs> Yeah, they could but, use yeah. well they got a lot to they got got what Yurashak and they got some guys down on the farm they can start Wierinski. bringing up now. Yeah. Warinsky's Herbert Hurt. But yeah, yeah you're right. That's definitely doesn't help. No. Uh okay. Speaking of another Bedard team, Dallas Eakins is not going to be re-signed as the coach of the Anaheim Ducks. Makes total sense. That should have happened years ago. <laughs> another team, like uh, I think you could probably see them start, you know, get a pretty high pick in this draft and then start to spend some money in the off season and be like, okay, we're going to turn the corner. Now we've got all the, we've got all the players that we want. They're definitely going to sign somebody for too much this off season for sure. And it's going to be weird. Probably multiple guys. Yeah, maybe. Well, 39 million in cash space. 
the, honestly, what they should be doing is they should still be eating. They should be looking at players. Like, honestly, they should be calling Washington about Kuznetsov. Yeah. Right? He's got, like, still some, like, what, $7 million or whatever left on that contract for a couple of years. Like, they yeah. easily have the cap space. They'll get them for next to nothing if they take the full ticket. The problem like, is, is they still have Ryan Strom. And you probably want Zegers playing center and McTavish playing center long term. Unless they get a like better center in the draft. I don't think you can, I don't think that that's not, to me, that's not where you go and spend money. To me, it's on the back end or for like a really top flight winger. Go get Seth Jones. <laughs> no, no. God, no. Well, I mean, they've got Jamie Drysdale who's been hurt all year. They don't really have too much beyond that, to be honest. Like Cam Fowler's getting old. Like he's still serviceable, but. They just don't like they need defensemen badly. Well, like very that's badly. most of their prospect base though, right? They got Owen Zellweger, they got Matushkinov or whatever his name mm-hmm. is. Yeah, I mean uh, hopefully they develop. But I, I well, think yeah. they need a proven a proven talent. Um and I don't know who's a free agent, to be honest. If this is even possible. J- might Justin Hall. Yeah, Justin Hall. Perfect. Got him. Four years, eight I'm million. Gonna I'm gonna check and see who the free agent class is this year. But anyways, um, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. So those are probably two coaches that won't get jobs right away or ever again, oh, possibly. No, not a chance. Maybe assistants, assistants for sure. Like they could yeah. easily be assistants somewhere, but I don't think either of those guys are getting a head coaching job again or oh, ever. Not. That was probably Brad Larson's first head coaching job, right? Other than the interim thing. Maybe? I think I feel like he was a um, a guy got fired and he took a team over. I mm. feel like that might happen. Uh, Matt Dumba, free agent. There we go. Somebody's I, paying I, too I, much for him. Somebody. Okay, the only other coach that I guess agreed to leave or something, I don't know, they fucking termed it weird, but this is the one guy that will 100% get hired this summer, and that's Peter Laviolette. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Washington Capitals have decided to part ways. Interesting. Uh, he is known as one of those coaches that does an early bump for a team, and then people just get sick of him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I guess he realized that his shit was running dry in Washington, so he decided to leave. And I kind of wonder, is that a guy that Columbus looks at now? I mean, probably. Right? Like, to is say, that kind of what they're looking see, for? We need to see what else shakes up, because I think Laviolette would rather take... Maybe one like if a if a coach gets fired um, on a playoff team, maybe try and jump in that job. I don't think he's looking to take the take a job with the absolute worst team in the NHL. This year. <laughs> well, if they right? get Bedard, that could help. That could help, yeah, for sure. But yeah, you know, doesn't necessarily always work like that. The one the one thing I'm thinking about is uh, apparently on well on the newest 32 thought or the whatever last 32 thoughts I listened to, uh, Merrick mentioned that Andrew Burnett has an out clause after the Devils are eliminated whenever that happens or I guess yeah. if they won the cup. He should um, get a good, yeah definitely. And w- if you're like obviously we don't know yet and everybody still has their job there, but is he not a guy that if you're the Calgary Flames you're trying to get? Well, they'd have to get rid of Sutter first. Yeah, but that to me that should have already happened. But let's assume but they do. Like he's, I know, but if they do get rid of him, isn't that he the number one guy on your list? Like sure. yeah, Huberto going again? Yeah, for sure. I can't believe he got. Yeah, that's crazy. That's. I mean, I know the Panthers got in, but I guess we'll see. Yeah, I um, 
I don't know. I could see him being a t- the type to take a like bottom feeder team and be like, okay, I'm gonna build. I, I I'm gonna take the job security and we're gonna build this over a couple years. You think Lavi wants to do that? No, not Lavi. Oh, Brunette. You mean? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I said Lavi will do the opposite. Yeah. I wonder how he's gonna go somewhere. I'm just. I maybe one of the teams in the playoffs gets eliminated early and then maybe yeah. that changes things. Like I could see him going to the Leafs for sure. Oh, if that were to happen. <laughs> I mean, it's something. If there's a first round exit, something something's gonna change. You know this. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know. I know. Even though I don't think that's a, that's what's gonna happen, I just you know that's a possible. That's a within the realm of possibility. I'd rather have Boudreaux just for the vibes, even though I know it wouldn't work. Yeah, but I, you know, that they're gonna go from, <laughs> they're gonna go from hard ass to players coach to hard ass. You know that. This, I know. Okay. Speaking of hard ass, I don't have a hard ass transition to <laughs> okay. this, but. Uh, we're going to do a little playoff preview or at least talk about um, what's going to be happening in the playoffs here. Do you want to start in the West? Let's start in the West and then we can end with the series that I don't want to talk about, obviously. Okay. Okay. I'm just organizing my tabs uh, with how I think you're going to do this. So we'll start. I'm just going by this bracket that I'm currently looking at. So we'll start with uh, Colorado and Seattle. Does that? Yep. That makes sense. Okay. So a little one v four here. Uh, Seattle would be the what the first wild second wild card team. I believe so. I don't know. I don't have the standings in front of me. I just have it based on the matchup. I have all the matchup statistics. Either way, um, this so Landeskog, if you didn't hear, has been announced. He will not be playing the playoffs at all this year. That's a bit of a, obviously a blow to the Avalanche, but they haven't had him all season. They've still been pretty good. I, this is the Kraken's first time being in the, I, the, to me, this is like an abs in five series and maybe the Kraken sneak one, the first one out at home or something. Yeah, I, I agree. I think this one's, I mean, anything can happen. We've seen that. And I think as we talk through these playoff matchups, like I think it's important to understand that anything can happen on either side. And I wouldn't necessarily be surprised like the, that lightning team that lost to Columbus, like has a, yeah. like hockey's random. It happens. The abs are just, uh, even with the injuries, they're just a better team. Seattle is is that like, uh, remember like that Dan Balsma Pittsburgh team when like Crosby and Malkin were hurt and they were just like the work like they pick up their yeah, like, yeah. blue collar you know go yeah. get people and stuff. That's what the Kraken are. They don't have a bona fide star. They don't have a bona fide scoring line. Uh, they're more like a score um, you know score committee. committee right is the is the classic metaphor. I think the Avs are definitely going to win this series, and and I don't see a long run for the Avs personally in this this year's version of the playoffs, just with the depth compared to like a better team, I guess you could say. But I think this is a pretty easy cakewalk for them. Dom's got them at eighty percent to win the series, and the highest odds, to, uh, the the highest odds of Colorado winning in terms of games played would be game five games, and that's twenty six percent percent chance of that happening so you were you were dead on there in terms of saying in five <laughs> yeah uh it just seems like i honestly feel like the kraken will get one at home whether it's game three or game four but yeah uh, it's I just a shooting percentage man like their shooting percentage yeah. is crazy and and the special teams aren't necessarily that good um and i know the playoffs change things but georgiev's been good 
Martin Jones and fucking and yeah. have not like they don't inspire a lot of confidence. Um, so we've got to go with the champs, uh, the defending champs in this series for sure. If I were to you know kind of have to bet on it, um, but yeah, it's uh, it's a, it's it's going to be a fun matchup to watch. I'm excited to watch this. It's not like it's a boring series by any by any means. See, this is probably the one in the West that I care the least about. Probably that's fair, and I think that's fair. Uh, okay, next up we have the two-three matchup, which is the Stars versus the Wild. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, this this should be a seven-game series, I would think. Yeah, I think I, you could say that. I think these teams are pretty even. I know the Wild are having some injury troubles right now, um, so we'll see if Erickson Eck comes back. That's a big boost for them. But if he can't come back right away or isn't himself, then that I ultimately think this is a Dallas series to lose if you will. Um, I think they're ultimately the better team, but I think the Wild have a chance to win it. I think it's going to be a seven-game series for sure. Yeah, I mean, you can't disrespect the Wild by saying, like, oh, yeah, they're going to get steamrolled by Dallas. Like, I think this is, I mean, look, you look at the seeding, like, it's two pretty evenly matched teams. They're two, both two fairly good teams. I, I have Dallas in this one, personally. Um I have Dallas going on a pretty deep run this year, just like in my bracket that I did um, a couple of days back when we, when they opened up. I just I just like the team. I like the additions that they made. I like the depth. I, there's really nothing to be to like not like, I guess. And when Sagan and and Ben are able to provide even uh, some sort of value further down the lineup, um, that's just going to help because the the whole thing with the Stars and over the last what two seasons has been oh they're a one line team. Right. Yeah. Once you get past Robertson and Hints and Pavelski, you're facing nothing. And now they've got, you know, a mix of the Sagan and Domi connection has been pretty good um, since Domi was acquired by Dallas. Um, Wyatt Johnson has been a very strong rookie center for them uh, and has fit well as a big body presence with Jamie Ben. Um, and again, like their fourth line center right now is Radic Vasca which I think is pretty solid. That's yeah, a pretty solid no. forward line. There's yeah. a good depth down the middle to, to be able to say like, you know, we've got Radic Vasquez as our fourth line center and we have multiple wingers who have played center during their careers, right? Joe Pavelski's played center during his career. Tyler Sagan and Mason Marshman have. Yeah. Uh, Jamie Benn has played center in his career. Ty D'Angelo has played uh, center in his career. It's just a nice, like when I see them side by side, the teams, I just like Dallas's forward group better. Um, on the defensive side, I mean, you know, there's what more can you say? But these are two like pretty solid D corps, I, I should say, top to bottom. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how long John John Klingberg remains in the lineup. <laughs> well, he's not even sure to play yet. He's kind of hurt right now. So. Yeah, so we'll see. But um, you know, it's it's been a solid uh, it's been a solid year for for Dallas top to bottom, and I think they have one of the best goalies in the league. Um, and Jake Ottinger. So that's kind of why I'm going with them. I feel like Minnesota is going to do some weird shit with their goaltending where they might split games. <laughs> they mm. might be that first team to do uh, a tandem playoff series right? Uh, because they're really apparently really juggling with who they're going to start in game one. Um, and it should be Gustafson. This shouldn't should even be, be a question. Shouldn't even be a question. But yeah. Yeah, of course, the fucking big fraud himself is uh, always <laughs> always creates some sort of uh, turmoil with any team that he has, um, even though he's consistently not the best playoff goalie 
on most of the teams that he has played on his in his career. So. so if Dallas moves on there, they would face Colorado. So you're saying Dallas over Colorado? I would have Dallas beating Colorado. Yeah, okay. I think Dallas goes. I had Dallas going to the Western Conference Final. Okay. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have the number one, well, Pacific Division winner, uh, Las Vegas Golden Knights versus the Winnipeg Jets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing? Because I I still have a hard time believing that the Jets made the playoffs. <laughs> I really do. It the vibes are so so bad, and I you know how much I love this team. And well, you love like, a player on it. I love multiple players on this team. Okay, too. I I would say the Jets are probably my second or third favorite most favorite team. Gross. Gross. I like the Jets. Gross. Sorry, Hellebuck is that because of football? Is it just because the name sounds like no, you're abused yeah, by the I'm name? I'm not shallow. I'm not shallow. That it's a cool. They have the same. They're the same <laughs> name. I like that. That's easy for me. <laughs> yeah, I'm that's, like, is there a Jets basketball team? They'd be my favorite too. This just speaks to how much you value my the analysis I've been giving up <laughs> to this point. Where you're like, this guy's a moron. <laughs> what do you think about this one? I, I am really, I actually just want to see what Jack Eichel does in his first ever playoff series, honestly. Like to me personally, this, the Hellebuck factor is so prevalent here that it's impossible to say that Vegas should win the series based on their goaltending also. I think they're going to start Brossois, so I could definitely see Winnipeg winning this series, but I think ultimately... Vegas will probably win, especially if Mark, Mark Stone's back, right? I'm assuming the playoffs are yeah. Sure. yeah. Yeah, weird how that works, eh? Who knows how, what, well, this is the thing, like, who fucking cares, man? I, I know, I don't, I don't Even care. Even that little backhand comment, like, it, who fucking cares? We all know that players in the playoffs are going to play, like, he's probably still injured. Right, he's probably still injured, and if it was oh, a there's no way he's 100 season, I don't think it's all cap related. I think he's definitely not 100, and you'll likely see that in the way that he plays. I'm sure he won't be a big impact in this series. So where do you see this one going? I'm I'm actually I'm looking at I have Dom all of Dom's uh, playoff previews up in front of me. I'm actually surprised at how close he has this series in terms of percentages. He's got Vegas with a 54% chance of winning. Uh, and just so everybody knows, that's Dominic Toretto um, from the Fast Family. Family. He's <laughs> talking about family. Um, uh, no, Dom uh, Lechizian. Loose chicken. Loose chicken, yep. Um, I mean, I have Vegas winning this one. Uh, That's more of a happiness hedge for me, I think, in the sense that if the Jets were to win that series, I'd be fucking pumped um, for them. But, uh, you know, most of the the ratings and most of the numbers lean, you know, slightly towards the Golden Knights. It's actually surprising that Winnipeg's defense actually rates a little higher than... um, than Vegas is this year, which is, you know, interesting mm-hmm. to me, I guess. Um, but yeah, I mean, you look at the top to bottom, I'm always going to think the Winnipeg Jets forward group is going to be better than most teams just mm-hmm. because I'm inherently biased towards them as an offensive powerhouse. I just think they have a horrible coach and they have had a horrible coach the entire time that they've been back in Winnipeg. Oh, come on. They have never had a coach that has utilized players properly. Yeah, uh, and right. that's not, no, that's not even a come on. That's a dead ass serious comment. Do you like, think 
this is a team that Laviolette would want to coach? I would love that. Oh God, as a fantasy as a fantasy manager with multiple uh, shares in the Winnipeg Jets, I would love that. Um, they'd have to back up the money truck, and he'd have to want to go there, which you know anything with Winnipeg and getting top <laughs> top names is is difficult. I would love to see them fire the the GM after this season too. Um, and just kind of start net new and get someone a little more aggressive in there who is would aggressively trade for players who have contract left on their deals, like good players who just like have contracts, right? Like this would be a team that I would be like, maybe go. And again, you're going to hate this, but I'd be like, maybe go get JT Miller, right? Like you can afford it because Pierre-Luc Dubois is leaving and Mark Shifley should leave as well too. And I think yeah. he fits a mold that could work there um, in terms of like, maybe he shouldn't be your top line center, but you know, you've got to do something. You've got to get someone with some sort of term um, because nobody wants to play here apparently. So um, that's, that's kind of how I would approach it beyond that. I mean, again, it's the goaltending is a complete farce in terms of who we think is, the better who has the better goalie in this series, like Connor Halbuck's a beast. Um, so it'll be an interesting series. I'm going to watch probably every game of the series if I can. Um, but I do have Vegas winning. Okay. Last series in the West here. One that Tyler definitely doesn't care about. Uh, that's the number two Oilers versus the number three LA Kings. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is supposed to be the year, Tyler. The Oilers are a wagon. Everybody keeps saying ever since that Ekholm trade, unstoppable. Um, and just like everybody would have predicted at the start of the year, uh, the goalies going into this series will be Stuart Skinner and Jonas Corsella. <laughs> yeah, that's a surprise for sure. Um, I have Edmonton as my cup winner this year. Ooh, he's doing it. I and I put money down on Edmonton winning the cup at the trade deadline. What was the odds then? Do you remember? Uh, oh, I can look it up. Like before they would have made the Ekholm deal, or no, after? It was after the Ekholm deal. I just like right. the way that they're, I just like the way they're built, and I just I like how everyone's going. Like finally, Ryan Nugent Hopkins Hopkins is going, and if right. Kane's there, there's some depth. And the players that are below them in the peck, kind of the pecking order beyond the McDavid and Dreisaitl dominance that you'd expect, like they've got guys who can actually play now, or at least tread water. I or, guess yeah, at least break even, right? Yeah, and that's all you could really want. Um, so, yeah, I mean that is uh, kind of where I'm at with things. The the odds I got them at was plus thirteen hundred. That's not bad. Yeah. So it's uh they were like seventh or eighth at that time when I imagine that line's moved considerably since then. Um, I think this is a tough one for the Kings to win. Um, I'm not completely sold on them even putting up as good of a fight as they put last year up. I just think this is the worst possible matchup they could have gotten. And I think any other combination of teams if it was Seattle, if it was the Jets, if it was um, like just any other combination in the West, I would be a little bit more positive on. I just right. I, I just view the Oilers as this unstoppable force. Again, maybe a bit of a happiness hedge for me. I'm going to watch this game. And if Edmonton gets put out in the first round, I'm not going to care. Right? <laughs> Even though I have money down on it, I'm not going to care. I don't give a fuck. 
right? Like if the Kings win, I'm going to be happy and I'm going to cheer for them, but I being realistic and, and kind of just seeing what I see and just kind of looking at how they've played. I think they're definitely the hottest team coming into the playoffs. And we've seen over the years, hot teams coming into the playoffs generally do fairly well, right? We watched the Kings all the way back in 2012, um, came in as the eighth seed and they were hot, like real hot, white hot. When yeah, and they just wagoned everyone. And they wagoned the entire playoffs. You saw even close, like in the uh, recent future, the St. Louis Blues, they were hot since, you know, that one date in January and they were yeah. the best team in the league and they came in and just walked to the Stanley Cup. And I think the Oilers fit that mold this year. Um, and I think they've got a date with uh, the Dallas or with the Dallas Stars um, in the Western Conference Final, and I have them going to the Stanley Cup this year. Okay, well yeah. then, moving over to the East, uh, we have the Carolina Hurricanes versus the New York Islanders, and it seems like, given the fact that the Hurricanes have two major injuries up front, a lot of people are predicting the potential upset here. Yeah, this is the sexy like this is going to be the big first round upset. <laughs> I don't see that happening. I think the Islanders are not long for this world. Um, the Hurricanes will get put up by a much better team for sure. Uh, you don't think Sorokin's going to factor at all? I think he's going to factor in, but I think if this is the worst possible matchup, or sorry, this is the best possible matchup for the Carolina Hurricanes. You've got another team that plays, like, and again, the the big misconception about the islanders is that they're still the barry trotz islanders and that's not the case no this is a high flying high scoring high danger team and i think the hurricanes slow the game down enough that they're going to make that goaltending uh matchup a wash in the sense that they're just going to get a lot of chances and therefore be able to put the puck in at a higher rate than we're used to seeing right like i just think that that's how it plays out in my mind whereas like Okay, they're going to get a lot of chances offensively, which means they're going to score more goals than maybe they deserve to score, even if they have Sorokin there backing them up. I just, I just don't think that that's a um, uh, repeatable um, <laughs> kind of thing for the Islanders to do. But what's cool is we get to see Sebastian Ajo versus Sebastian Ajo. Sebastian Ajo, yeah, yeah, that's gonna be cool. Uh, I. I mean, I see the upset potential here. I think the Hurricanes ultimately will win the series, but I don't think they're making it any further than that. I I just don't. With those two injuries, like, I just don't think they have the depth that a lot of this. The, there's so many insane juggernauts in the East right now. that. Yeah, and, like, uh, the island, like, Barzell's hurt, too. Right? Like well, he might be back for the playoffs. But... Full health. Yeah, but he's yeah. going to be, like, stone. Yeah, true. Like, there, he hasn't played hockey in, like, a month. Trust me, I know. he's been away from both my fantasy teams for quite a long time i just think that like you know bohorvat's been horrific offensively since he's been in the on the island um i just would you trust your team to be carried by kyle palmary and jp pajo and in like (laughs) 2011 probably yeah i mean it's uh (laughs) I don't see it. I think the Hurricanes win this one fairly easily. I think I had it in five or six. Okay, next up, the um, the matchup that I desperately want to watch some of the games of, that's the New Jersey, well, the Devils-Rangers yeah. first-round matchup, which is just awesome. Always love that. Yeah. What are you thinking on this one? I, I have a hard time betting against the Rangers. 
And that goes yeah. back to last year and that call I made for them to be like sneaky good. Again, this is a tough, like, I never bet on a team's first appearance in the playoffs after a long time, right? Like, it's just a different, they, because the playoffs are called so much differently than the regular season, it's like all of the stuff that they've done up until now is a wash. Like, I don't know how Jack Hughes is going to perform in a playoff atmosphere. True. I don't know how Jesper Brad is going to, I don't know how team, well, I, we, we kind of know how Timo, Timo Meyer plays in the playoffs because he's been there before um dougie hamilton right like all these players have a lot of proving i really worry about the goaltending <laughs> like really vanacek gives me um like remember when tristan jari blew up in the playoffs a couple of years ago or was that last year was that last year last year vanacek gives me that type of vibe where it's like it's going to be his first time being like a full-time starter <laughs> in the playoffs and i just see it going not too well and of course you've got Igor on the other side of things for the Rangers, which, you know, you're, you're normally going to side with the, in a close matchup, you're going to side with the team that has a better goaltending and, and arguably better defense as well, too. Um, and according to Dom's numbers, like the devils are a better offensive team than the Rangers. Um, but the Rangers are better both defensively. And then the goaltending is pretty close according to like expected goals and, and, and all that fun stuff. Well, if people don't remember, the Rangers made the East final last year, and a big reason for that is Jacob Truba just went absolute playoff yeah. next level. So, and they've got the they've got the guys right. They've got yeah. the guy, they've got a really really deep team, man. Like that third line, it's the same shit as last year that I was talking about. Like the, all of the things. Remember we made that checklist last year of like all the things you need to win a playoff series. Yeah. Right. You need three centers who can play. You need. <clears throat> scoring wingers who you can trust. You need a third line that's going to chip in offensively. You need a number one workhorse D-man, and you need a really good goalie, or at least a goalie that's hot. And the Rangers have all of those, and they've had them for the last two years. I, I think they have a good shot at going, uh, again, going deep. I have them going, uh, fuck, do I have them going to the West, the Eastern Conference Finals? I think I do. Yeah, I think I have them beating Carolina in the next round. Yeah, honestly, it would not at all shock me to see them in the East Final. Like, yeah. not at all. Yeah. So, I, I, it's going to be a really good matchup. Like, fantastic. And, like, what if Lafreniere finally breaks out? That gives them a weapon that most teams wouldn't even have well, on their third line. You could argue, like, he's had a good year. Him and he, No, he's had a good year. But, like, yeah. if he scores five goals in seven games in a playoff series, yeah. like, that's a huge difference yeah, on your bottom six. Year, for sure. And you just look at the depth. Like, you just look at the depth on the team and, like, the third line comparison is just like night and day. Yeah. Right? You've got, you know, basically Eric Halla, Jesper Bokvist, and Dawson Mercer as a third line versus Lafreniere, Heedle, and Kako. Yeah. Like, I know who I'd pick. Well, and like, that's not like that Devils line is a boring. Like, that's a decent third line sure. for some teams, but like, that's not compared. Yeah. No, that's not even close. It's not a scoring line. No. Okay. Moving on, we have the number one overall record-setting Boston Bruins versus the squeaked into the playoffs on the borderline, well, essentially the last day, uh, Florida Panthers. This, I've heard some people say, is a potential upset waiting to happen. No, no chance. I would be insanely happy as a Leafs fan to see an upset <laughs> happen here. I am cheering so hard for the Florida Panthers right now. But there's no possible way the Boston Bruins don't win this series. I just and again, 
the Tampa Bay Lightning lost to the Columbus Blue Jackets. Yes, yes. It can happen for sure. This is not the team to do that. If this, if the, if if the Bruins are facing the Islanders in this first round, I would be more on board. And really, that's the difference in my opinion between those two teams because the Islanders can like grind shit out and like make it a sloppy series. The Panthers suck. They're bad. They're very, very bad. Um, I have a, just have a horrible feeling that this is going to be a four-game sweep, which technically, as a Leafs fan, you should probably want. Want them to get the, if they're going to win, win as fast as possible and have that huge layoff in between games. I don't think I'm not even thinking about the second round. <laughs> I'm just saying, in terms of possibilities, that's what you might want. At the very least, even if it is a four-game series, like Matthew Kachuk is going to be an absolute monster in that series. He's going to do everything possible to drag his team to some victories, but... And you know who's going to be in his face the entire time? Brad Marchand. Yeah, and it's going to be awesome. It's going to be really cool, like fun hockey to watch. By the numbers, the Panthers and the Bruins... Like, the Panthers outscore the Bruins by pretty much every offensive number, but it's not even a conversation when it comes to defense and goaltending. Like it's not, no, even, not even, no, it's not even close. You know, if Allmark got blew out his knee in game one, they would still be favored because Swayman's really, Swayman's better than, than Bobrovsky and Spencer Knight at this point. Allmark could blow out his knee. Lindholm could blow out his knee and like one other defenseman could get hurt and it would still be <laughs> overwhelmingly just, just not, for the They're just not good. Right. Um, like Bertuzzi would be a first line forward on the Panthers and he would not, he's like what third line on the Bruins right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's bounced around a bit. I think he's playing with Krejci and Pasternak right now. Mm. Like Taylor Hall's a third liner. Yeah. yeah. He's a hard trophy winner. It's a fucking scary team, man. It's a really scary team. Uh, and this is their last dance. So they're not going to go down easily. That's for sure. But, um, Mark Stahl is a second pairing D man on the floor. That's going to be really good for them. Jesus will save him. <laughs> Thank God. Got Thank him. God. He's got God. the power of Jesus <laughs> on the side. Thank God. Got him. Okay, moving on to the last series we have to talk about, and the only series I don't want to talk about, um, that is the Leafs versus the Lightning, obviously. Tyler, I would say this is the first time in the entire, well, I guess Montreal season accepted, where I went into a series being like, they should beat them. <laughs> like this would be an absolute catastrophic failure for at least not to win this series i i mean you can't think of it as in like they they deserve this no not that but like on paper yes by the numbers the leafs have a 63 percent chance of winning according to dom's uh model Uh, most likely to win it in either five games or seven games interestingly enough Five would be so if the Leafs don't have to do a seven game series, you know how yeah. happy I would be. Do you remember the last time I got to watch the Leafs win a series in less than seven games? Like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, when they swept Ottawa. Yeah. The Leafs have a better offense. The Leafs have a better defensive rating. And obviously the goaltending is going to be on the side of the lightning just by way of under Vasilevsky. But Samsonov's been good this year. Samsonov's um, been good, and Joseph Wall has actually beaten the Lightning this year and has yeah. also had a really good year. So For sure, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I have the Leafs going to the Stanley Cup final. Oh, God, don't say that. Aloud. On my bracket, I think... You have a Leafs-Oilers Cup final? What I've, what? Yes, I do. 
what I have that said is when the Leafs win that first round, it, they're going to start. It's going to be a snowball rolling downhill. Yeah, no, that's what I'm and they're going to. Yeah. I think they're going to like they won't lay waste to Boston, but I think they're going to really take Boston offhand because they're going to have that confidence. And I think other than like, uh, I think when you think of it as a hockey player, I think the Tampa Bay Lightning are the most scary team to face in the playoffs. Aside, like not the not the Bruins. Like the Bruins did this big regular season thing, but I think if you asked any player in the NHL what team would you least like to see in a playoff matchup, I think they would say Tampa. Yeah, um, for sure. Even though we're all scared of Boston because they're sick, they're having they had the best year all ever, right? I think this is the real test for the Leafs, and I think they would definitely have more nerves about this series than they would Boston because none of these players played on that horrible Boston series. Uh, <laughs> Way back when Morgan and, Riley, idiot. Was he in? Okay, yes, well, he, he's he, the okay, only leftover. One guy for sure. <laughs> yeah, one guy. Smart Marinson is gone now. <laughs> yeah, a no, lot no, of just Mo. A lot of the defense matches up really well. I think the only advantage, uh, like big advantage, that Tampa has is now they kind of have two really good guys in Hedman and Sergachev, whereas the Leafs like. They only like from a strict puck mover, like power play guy, really only Morgan Riley is their guy. The rest of them are all good defensively, but they have Gustafson if they need to. I don't really know what to tell you. I don't really know what to say to you (laughs) when those words just came out of your mouth. You are down bad, sir. But I, but honestly, though, if if Morgan Riley got hurt or couldn't play a game, they're putting in Gustafson into the lineup to replace that because he's the only guy that's like that. Sure. Sure. But I think again, it's gonna it's gonna rely a lot on the on the big guys doing their thing. I think you they've unlocked something in William Nylander this year with that now as opposed to previous years, like it's not just on Matthews and Marner and Tavares. I think and Nylander, if you remember, was really, really, really good last year in the first round. Mm-hmm. Like I saw him live in game one of this same series last year, and he was fucking on fire. But I think he had five goals last year in the seven games or whatever. It was like really point good. per game. But now they can kind of spread things out. And I, I do like the bottom six now. I think I like the bottom six better than I ever have for the Leafs. Um, well, just in terms of guys who can do stuff. Right? Tyler, <laughs> their, their fourth line going into the playoffs last year was Colin Blackwell centering Wayne Simmons and Kyle Clifford. Yeah, that's fucking <laughs> that's horrific. That's just like, I saw that and I was like, there's no way. And then I thought about it. I was like, how the fuck was I okay with that? That's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. And now it's what Zach Aston Reese, David camp and Lafferty. Yeah. Or Achari. I mean, you can move yeah. those guys anywhere you want. Or Achari, Young, Kroc and camp, whatever you want to like, yeah. they just like, they almost everybody in their bottom six this year is better than what they had in their bottom six last year. Borderline. Let me put it this way. All of these guys are for sure. NHL players. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Right. Whereas if you look on if you look at the Lightning, Patrick Maroon is probably not an NHL player on any other team at this Corey point. Perry was like a minus twenty-five this year. And Michael they have a guy named Michael Essimon who's <laughs> playing on their third line. He was waived and then traded to the Lightning. Yes. Which is and Tanner Janot can't even like he's injured right now and they gave up like eight first round picks for him. So, so again, like I know, I know you're trying to temper your expectations, and I think you should for sure. Don't get too high. This is the best chance they've had to win a playoff series since the Montreal series. Yes, hundred percent. And I tried to get tickets. 
for this series <laughs> and couldn't. Um, but I've been promised tickets for the second round. Wow, look at you. Yeah. So we're 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 hoping for the best. Okay. Does that mean we is me? <laughs> no. Oh. I mean, you can if you want to pay up for them. Sure, they're not free. Oh, okay. Well, whatever. Let's talk about it, maybe. Yeah. For sure. Okay. I mean, you should definitely go to see a Leafs playoff game. It's fucking awesome. I've uh, the only Leaf playoff game I've seen uh, was '93 against the Red Wings. Jesus. So that's a high bar, I guess. <laughs> Damn. At Maple Leaf Gardens. <laughs> Uh, but I just saw a game a few weeks ago, and that was fun. So, yeah, that's uh, good. okay, that, yeah, it's good stuff. That'll be the podcast for this week. Uh, thanks, Tyler, for joining us this week for a little playoff preview, and I will talk to everyone next week. Bye.